You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, sponsored by BetUS, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. All right, I don't want to swear right off the top, but holy moly, let's put the nonsense of the last week behind us and let's move forward. Let's move forward, damn it. Let's beat the Raiders. So much vulgarity, you need to settle down. Holy moly. I I had two whole glasses of milk before we started this broadcast. (laughs) Oh, watch out. You You might need to take a break halfway through this show. I'm fired up. Fired up, baby. Brain, this has been some kind of week, huh? Like the Dolphins, after this terrible game against the Bills, you get destroyed 35 nothing. You lose your starting quarterback. And then, you know, it turns out that it wasn't so bad. It's only a minor injury. It's some bruised ribs. He should be okay. Then we find out later in the week, actually, mm, nope. Fractured ribs. Fractured ribs. No Tua on Sunday. Well, that's a bummer, huh? Yeah, and and I gotta be honest, my first my first thought was, you know, we're two days removed from them saying this is a pain management thing, uh, and then all of a sudden it's it's cracked ribs, but they don't want to put him on IR, and I'm wondering, well, maybe this is a pain management thing, and this is their way of, you know, protecting Tua from the media uh, and saying, well. He wasn't managing the pain well, so let's just call it broken ribs and give us an excuse to put him on the bench. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing because they're not putting him on on IR, and they're saying it's multiple rib fractures. I don't want to get into the conspiracy theories. You know, you're the aluminum, you're the tinfoil hat guy. That's you. But, uh, you know, I thought it was weird that it was... He was, we thought it was bruised ribs. And then it turns out it was fractures after the fact, after he had x-rays that came back negative and MRIs that came back negative. Then suddenly a couple days later, it was fractured ribs. But apparently, you know, it was explained that that's not at all uncommon. That is a very regular thing that happens all the time. Uh, And so it was, I I didn't have to put on my conspiracy theory hat, but it was a little bit concerning. It is still a little bit interesting that, they're not putting Tua on IR right now, so they're not going to just go out, come out and say that he's going to miss the next three games. They're they're leaving him off of IR, which indicates that there is some optimism that he will be able to go perhaps next week against the Colts. But for now, he's out this Sunday. According to Brian Flores, he's trying to get in there. He wants to play, and the Dolphins are protecting him from himself. We, you know, we can take that for what it is. Uh 
All we know is that Tua is going to miss the game on Sunday. And listen, I, I hope that Tua gets well and he's able to come back out and he is able to play and he's able to, you know, be the quarterback that we would like him to be this season and we can get our a, a complete evaluation of Tua over the course of the season. Even if he misses four to five games, we're still going to get enough football out of Tua. I just hope that, you know, I, I just I hope the guy's OK. I hope he doesn't miss like extended period of time here. Sure. And and uh, I did watch an interesting video and I retweeted it um, uh, at Dr. Aaron the brain, by the way. At Aaron the Brain, right there on the at Amplified oh, to Rock, too. By the way, it's right there. Point this time. There look at go. that. That's good. You're getting good. I'm it's getting, like it's almost like you've done this before. It's amazing. It, it took me like seven tries to get that one right. Um, but uh, Doctor, what is it? David Chow, Doctor Chow, Doctor Chow. Yep, uh, he's big on on Twitter. Uh, anytime there's a big injury, particularly to a quarterback, uh, you'll get his opinion on it. And what he said is, you know, when it comes to cracked ribs like this, um, typically you're looking at a two at two to three weeks for it to heal. So he got the injury last Sunday against Buffalo. So. You really shouldn't expect him to be healed by next week's game against the Colts. So what I'm looking at is if 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 these are in fact cracked ribs and we're not doing the whole conspiracy thing, then he's he's out for next week as well. And then they're hoping that he'll be ready to go for the third week. If somehow miraculously, first off, in order for this to happen. Jacoby Brissett would probably have to play poorly in this game uh, on sure. Sunday. But yep. if Jacoby Brissett plays poorly on Sunday and all of a sudden Tua is out there next week, bell alarms should be going off that this was a cover-up. Uh, so if, if Tua is in fact injured and these are cracked ribs and this isn't a quote-unquote pain management thing, then... Tua should be out next week as well, and he may very well be out that following week against uh, the Bucks. And I think it's worth noting, look, at the end of the day, this season, like I said, and I'll continue to say, the most important thing to come out of this season is whether or not at the end of it, we know that we have our starting quarterback, our franchise QB, whether that's Tua. And... You can talk about, uh, well, it's not fair. He hasn't gotten a fair shake. He's injured. Part of the detractors, part of the reason why people said that Tua was not worth the number five pick was because of his durability concerns. So I'm not just going to sweep this under the rug and say, hey, this doesn't count against Tua. This counts against Tua because at the end of the day, it you can only have so many freak injuries before it's it's a trend that you have to note. Like you you've got wrist injuries, hand injuries, ankle injuries. Now you've got a rib injury. At, at some point, you just have to call it what it is. The guy's got problems staying healthy. So we haven't seen him light the world on fire at quarterback, and now the the injuries are rearing their ugly head. So. It's stacking on top of each other to the point where eventually, whether it's next week, the following week, or whenever Tua gets back in there, he's got borrowed time that he needs to absolutely light the world on fire, or we need to be out there looking for our franchise quarterback. I'm not saying that we're there yet, 
it's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I sent out a tweet to similar effect this week going, listen, the hit that that injured Tua was uh, there was nothing he could do about it. And it was completely on Jesse Davis. Right. It, there was nothing. There was nothing that Tua could have done in that situation. That being said. One of the biggest concerns about Tua was that he is injury prone. And as you know, you never want to talk about proving a negative, but he has not put anything out there that would indicate to anybody that he's not injury prone. And that just is what it is. He's a he's a smaller guy by nature, so he's got to have this toughness factor and he's got to have this ability to stay in. And thus far, at least, he has not demonstrated that. Now, we're hoping that he is able to fully recover. I hope that the Dolphins give him whatever time he needs to fully recover, fully understanding that these first five weeks of the season were already going to be the toughest. You got one win. If you can get a win this weekend against Vegas or get a week, uh, a win next weekend against Indianapolis, you can get out of this first five games, two and three, and Tua is rested and able to heal a little bit. That's a, that's a big win, I think, for me. You know, I think that's a pretty good situation considering everything the Dolphins are, have been going through. So no Tua on Sunday. Instead, we're going to have Jacoby Brissett. But before we get into that, we got to talk about this offensive line, because as Brian Flores said immediately after the game, we're going to look into some changes of personnel. We're going to look into changing personnel. Are you ready to hear about the change in personnel? You ready to hear about this? changes on me. I want to hear the big changes. Here comes the big changes. Solomon Kindley is going to be benched, and Liam Eichenberg is going to play left guard. That's it. That's the big, those are the big changes. But, but, but weren't the issues at tackle? The issue, yes! The issue was, was Jesse Davis at right tackle and, and Austin Jackson at left tackle. And we're leaving them in place. Jesse Davis is working through whatever this knee issue that he has going on. But instead, we're going to put, so we're going to play we're gonna put, we're, we're going to play Austin Jackson who's been awful. Uh and Austin just, Jackson Austin Jackson is a turnstile with a face. And then on the other side, we're going to play Jesse Davis who was bad when he was healthy. He and now practically is assassinated to a tongue of Iloa. And now and now he's not 100%. But Solomon Kidley who Granted, nobody on the offensive line was good last week, but seemed to be the quietest as far as culprits last week. Yeah, yeah we're, really. We're uh, him. Yeah, I don't know. I, hmm. I just I don't know that that's the solution here. But this is what the Dolphins are doing, and this just speaks more to what we've been talking about on this show, which is that this this Dolphins organization and this coaching staff seems to have no idea what the, what it's doing when it comes to trying to get the best out of our offensive line. Uh, to be fair to them, there has been some conversation about moving Robert Hunt uh, from right guard to right tackle and possibly shifting Austin Jackson from left tackle to guard. But my God, I wouldn't want Austin Jackson to be allowing people closer to the quarterback. <laughs> you know, like, listen, if Austin Jackson can't play left tackle, he needs to play left bench. That's where he needs to be. Well, well, to be fair, and, and I kind of said this uh, when we did, look, peak quarantine <laughs> before the before the draft or like peak quarantine. I went out and I watched film on every single 
Dolphins draft pick that year, and we had 11 of, well, that's not true. I watched it on 10 of 11 because I refused to watch film on a long snapper. Uh, but, uh, my assessment of Austin Jackson coming out of college was that he's a guy that struggles in space protecting the passer. And I thought, that if he was unable to figure that out, I actually thought that he could be a good guard because he shows, first off, he's got the size. Uh, I thought he showed the ability to make a, to, to have a, a strong punch at the point of attack and get to the second level. I thought he did a good job of that. So I actually thought that while you hoped that he would be a franchise tackle, if it didn't work out, he could potentially be a, a possible upgrade at guard. Um, but that said, we're still playing him at tackle and he's been awful. He's done nothing to show that he can be a franchise left tackle. And he gave up nine pressures in the last game. Nine pressures. And he's going to be lined up against either... Yannick Ngakwe or Max Crosby. Max Crosby, so far in two games, has 10 quarterback hits. So, uh, so Jacoby Brissett, I know your ribs are healthy right now, but you may want to wear a flap jacket just, just to protect yourself, uh, because we, we could have some more broken ribs. I hope Reed Sinnott is, is ready to take some snaps. Oh, there's some people predicting that Reed Sinnott is going to be the hero of this one. You know, Reed Sinnett is going to end up coming in off the bench and, you know, hopefully he's got strong ribs too because he, you know, listen, he's going to need them. Now, now if there's anything that I guess that can give you some solace as a Dolphin fan is that the Dolphins will have spent the week looking at this tape from the Buffalo game and seeing all the different kinds of pressures that Buffalo brought. But here's the thing. Vegas is not really a rushing team. Vegas is doing all their damage rushing four guys. It's that incredible defensive front that the Raiders have. And that's what is doing all the damage with that team. They're not needing to bring in, you know, exotic blitzes and doing all kinds of things. They've just got a defensive front that can, you rush four guys and they can let everybody else sit back into coverage. And those four guys are doing all the damage themselves. So, you know, Maybe it's the Dolphins struggled with the blitzes and that was a problem. So maybe it's a good thing that they're not going to be facing a lot of blitzes from Vegas on Sunday. But at the same time, if they're giving up, you know, those kinds of are they going to be able to handle this strong defensive front of the Las Vegas Raiders? I don't know. I'm I'm worried. I, you should be worried. Uh, it's a major, major question mark. This is what I'll say. One. Uh, I think that we're going to see let, I, look, I think the Raiders would be stupid not to try to blitz. I mean, the, the Dolphins clearly had a problem with it. So it's a copycat league. Uh, the Raiders are, should be testing Miami's ability to pick up those blitzes. To have be their fair, assignments. to uh, be fair, the Raiders don't have the, the secondary that Buffalo has though. That's, that's correct, but it'd be silly for them not to do what has, what, worked so <laughs> incredibly well for Buffalo last week. It would be, it'd be crazy for them to not try that. I'm not saying that they're going to blitz with the frequency that Buffalo blitz, but they're going to, they're, they're going to throw some things out there to make sure that Miami uh, is, is prepared for it because if Miami still can't do it, 
do you know, blitz until Miami shows that they can beat you. Um, but that said, I do expect Miami. Look, these guys are pros. Uh, you know, they're, they're not great. That that's for sure. It's been established, but they are pros. They do have pride. I do expect them to play better. Part of it is just knowing your assignments. Uh, so that goes not just on the offensive lineman, but it goes on the quarterback. It goes on the center. So this team, there, there's no doubt that this has been the focus of practice all week long. So I fully expect that they're going to have some things cleaned up and they're going to be better. But ultimately, the biggest strength, the, the biggest reason that, or, or the biggest strategy that the Dolphins need to employ to ultimately make sure that they don't have what happened last week happen again is they need to have balance. They need to run the football because as good as Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe are at getting after the quarterback, they're not really known for being stout in the running game. So there should be opportunities here for Miami to run the football. And if Miami is able to run the ball at those guys, then that is going to slow them down a tick and that's going to allow Miami to open some things up offensively. But if Miami's not able to run the football and if we fall behind the way we fell behind against Buffalo and we get into these second and long, third and long situations, then yeah, we're going to be screwed because then, you know, these guys are going to pin their ears back and there, there ain't not, there ain't much that these guys can do about it because if it's just one on one between Yannick Ngakwe and Max, Max Crosby against Jesse Davis and Austin Jackson, I ain't picking the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, I want to talk more about what the Dolphins need to do on offense in order to get a win in this game. But before we do that, a reminder to everybody, if you haven't done so already, to download, rate, review, and subscribe to the same old Dolphin show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere you get podcasts. Also, subscribe to the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. Everybody watching us live on YouTube right now, thank you for joining us. Make sure that you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you turn notifications on so you get notified every single time that we go live. It's got our show, DolphinsTalk.com daily podcast, lots of other programs, Pick 6 with David Behrman. All of those are going live on YouTube all the time, so make sure that you turn those notifications on when you subscribe. Make sure you like this video too, share it, let people know that you watched it and that you enjoyed it. We appreciate that very much. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Amplified to Rock, at Aaron the Brain, at Same Old Dolphins. We appreciate you joining us there. And go to Facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins. Give us a like over there as well. We appreciate it very much. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a positive review on the Apple Podcast gimmick too because uh, that helps spread the word. And we want to help spread the word. You know what I mean? So... Speaking of spreading the word, Dolphins on offense here, Bryn. So we know they want to try to get the run, the ground game going, but do you think do you think this is a situation where the Dolphins, knowing that their offensive line has had problems in protection, are they going to incorporate maybe some some other you know things, whether it's bootlegging Jacoby Brissett, getting him moving, trying to do some other you know, gimmicky stuff to try to just make sure that he's just not dropping back to pass and just waiting to get slammed? No, I think I think it's running the football. I think you may see a lot more two tight end. 
Um, but that said, we're also going to see uh, Will Fuller make his Dolphins debut. I think yes. that's going to you know mean some lighter boxes. It's going to mean that the Raiders, to account for Miami having a ton of speed with both Fuller and Jalen Waddle, uh, I think that the Raiders are going to employ some more too deep coverage. So you might see uh, again lighter boxes. Uh, so you know that might make the Raiders a little less you know eager to to blitz and and you know free up that space in the middle of the field as well as in the back uh so uh i think that that could open up some room but i think you're going to see just a more more of a commitment to the running game more of a commitment to being balanced and getting into the second and manageable third and manageable situations and uh ultimately hopefully having some opportunities to take some deep shots with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle out there that will ultimately move the Raiders back on their heels a little bit uh, and allow the Dolphins a little bit. But you know what what always slows down uh, an opposing pass rush also? Screens and draws. It's it's as old as as old as football. Uh, as as old as, as as teams have been, you know, employing the the forward pass when the opposing defense has guys coming off the edge that you want to slow down. You run the football, you run screens and draws, you give them something to think about so that they, it slows them down a step. So it's, it's really not that difficult. You just have to be prepared. Miami was completely unprepared last week for what Buffalo brought at them defensively. And I expect them to have a better game plan this week. Great. Let's talk about what's going on on the other side of the ball. But first, we got to talk about a different kind of ball, and that's the kind of ball that you got down there in your pants. Because if we're gonna, if you're gonna take care of your balls, you gotta, you got balls, multiple balls. We're not necessarily talking about John Cruck here, but listen. The leaders in male grooming just launched their fourth generation performance package. I'm talking about our friends at Manscaped, and folks. These are some incredible products. There are 2 million men around the world who are ready to take the leap to male grooming royalty. So join that Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code DOLPHINSTALK, all one word, to get 20% off of your order and free shipping. Right? You can get the lawnmower. 4.0 trimmer. It's got a it's got a 4K LED spotlight on it. Are you kidding me? Advanced skin safe technology. Listen. This using the Manscaped stuff, you can take care of your boys and you don't have to worry about nicks and cuts. All right. It's a good it's a good situation. So get your uh, get your lawnmower, get your weed whacker. You can get your ball toner, your crop reviver. You can get your crop preserver. You can get the listen, the performance boxer briefs. Can we talk about the boxer briefs? These are very very comfortable boxer briefs. Highly recommend it. And if you if you go now, you get the performance package. You can also get the shed travel bag to keep all of the tools for your tools in. All right. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Dolphins Talk at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Dolphins Talk. If you go now to Manscaped.com and let me tell you what. Your balls will thank you. Brain, anything you want to share about Manscaped today? Well, I just, I, I got to echo you, your... Not you, Siri. I'm talking to the brain. 
I I gotta echo your sentiment on those uh, those boxer shorts. I'm actually wearing those boxer shorts right now. The most comfortable pair of boxer shorts that I own. Are, are we about to have a YouTube exclusive uh, showing of the boxer shorts? Uh, that'll be debuting on my OnlyFans. That's right on on Aaron the Brain's uh, OnlyFans. Get get psyched, folks! It's coming your way. It's coming your way sooner rather than later. All right, let's move to the defensive side of the ball. What do the Dolphins need to do to stop the Raiders when the Raiders are attempting to move the ball? Because the Raiders have the Raiders' offense has been clicking. It's been firing on all cylinders, and you know, for all the talk about Derek Carr being like one of those kind of mediocre NFL quarterbacks, he's looked pretty good this season. Yeah, he has looked good and, you know, he's had some success against the Dolphins. He had some success against the Dolphins last year. This was an offense that gave the Dolphins trouble. But one big thing that gave the Dolphins trouble against the Raiders last year was the Raiders' ability to run the football. And that was with Josh Jacobs. With Josh Jacobs looking like he's going to miss this game, I think it's a huge break for Miami. Uh, you're, you're now looking at Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake. Uh, Peyton Barber, not the between the tackles runner that Josh Jacobs is. Obviously, Kenyon Drake hates to run between the tackles, but is a, you know, a dangerous weapon coming out of the backfield. The able one, uh, as we, uh, so named him for, for his time down here, never really lived up to expectations and, uh, you know, save for a few games there, uh, with with the Arizona Cardinals, you could probably pretty much say the same for him, you know, for his entire career. Um, but I'm not really worried about the Raiders running game. Uh, the Dolphins need to account for it. They can't give up these 40 yard chunk plays on the ground. Uh, but I feel like we're, we're well equipped to kind of handle that as long as you don't give up the big play on the ground. Where I'm concerned is the the Raiders' ability to throw the ball downfield. And even though I'm not concerned about X, I am concerned with Byron Jones, who, uh, you know, will will have great blanket coverage a lot of times, but when the ball is in the air, will panic and doesn't show great ball skills. And it, it reared its ugly head last year uh, when it was Nelson Aguilar who beat him. Uh, and, and I fully expect the Raiders are going to test Miami with Henry Ruggs. Now that said, because Josh Jacobs is out of this game, I do believe that we're going to see a lot of Miami going to dime coverage or dime packages with six defensive backs. I even think we might see some seven defensive backs, some quarters packages, because not only does, does Miami need to account for the deep ball with Henry Ruggs, they also need to account for Darren Waller and Eric Rowe who is one of the NFL's best over the past year and a half at just manning up on opposing tight ends, has done a great job against every tight end in the league that's not named Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. Darren Waller ate him alive last year in that game, and it's not even like it was Eric Rowe's fault. It's that Eric Rowe had great coverage. If you go back and you watch that game last year, Eric Rowe, had great coverage on Darren Waller on many of Waller's catches. It just came down to the fact that 
Carr was just throwing it up 50-50 balls and it was more like a 90-10 ball when it was Darren Waller versus Eric Rowe. So that that being the case, I think it would be foolish for Miami to expect to have different results with just man coverage on Darren Waller. So I think you're going to need to be shading an extra guy over there. You might need bracket some coverage with an extra linebacker, an extra defensive back. And so because of that, I think you're going to need to see a lot of six and seven defensive backs. And I also expect that the Raiders are going to attack Miami in a similar way that New England had success and uh, to a lesser extent, because Miami honestly passed defensive wise actually did pretty well last week against Buffalo, but that's the middle of the field. Those, those shallow and intermediate crossing routes, uh, Hunter Renfro, uh, I think is going to be targeted quite a bit in this game. And, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of Nick, both Nick Needham and Justin Coleman because both of them have shown to be capable slot cornerbacks, you know. So I really expect to see a lot of Dolphins in dime defense as long as we can be in dime defense and still stop the run. That is really what it comes down to. Yeah, that's going to be the big challenge at the end of the day is stopping the run and, and, Stopping Darren Waller, and if if you if they beat you with some of those other guys, then you know what, so be it. You know, I, I, that just is what it is. All right, Brain, it's time now to break out the hashtag one hot take. Before we get your hashtag one hot take on this game, Brain, I asked some some of our followers to share what their hashtag one hot take was, and at ty underscore w underscore 33 says just get the ball out of Brissett's hands quickly brandon heron at fin fan for life 91 says holland records his first int on sunday the navarone gun patrick mullen says sin it to win it that may 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 or may not be what my hot take is for this one how about mick monty mc monty 87 says we go for 100 rushing yards for the first time this season you love to see it uh steve lamb at real underscore sjl19 says jalen phillips gets his first sack and oh dolphins end zone takes a decidedly negative tack here says raiders will break the nfl record of sacks in a game with 12 Woo. And then uh, here we go at Brendan Dunbar 2 says, My one hot take, Jacoby Brissett plays well enough this Sunday to secure the starting job for the remainder of the season. Wow. Wow. Oh, here's uh, to that extent. Here's uh, from at Moldy Muffin 99 says, Fuller, two touchdowns. QB controversy brewing as Brissett goes 20 of 32 for 280 plus yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Finns win 28-24. How you feel about all that? It's a lot of positivity considering we're coming off of a 35 nothing shellacking. Hey, you know, they, you know, they, they, the Dolphins probably not quite as bad as that last game indicated. I would hope not. Yeah, so so would I. So what is your one hot take for this one, Bran? <sighs> My one hot take for this one. Uh I I I I don't know. It's not original because I'm going to just pick one of the hot takes that you just said. I think that the Dolphins do rush for over 100 yards in this game. I like that. I like that. Uh, For the fantasy people out there, is it going to be a combination of Gaskin, Ahmed, and Brown? Or is one guy going to have the bulk of the rushing yards? I think Gaskin's going to have a really nice game. 
He had a nice game against the Raiders last year. I think he's going to have a really nice game against the Raiders this year. Absolutely. I like that very much. My one hot take is just kind of uh, what our friend Patrick Mullen said. It, I, I think we're going to see a little uh, Reed Sinet in this one. We're going to see Reed Sinet in there, and he's going to sling a touchdown pass, baby. <laughs> I think if we're seeing Reed Sinet in there, uh, things are not going very well because uh, that that either means that uh, Jacoby Brissett is playing so poorly that you have to go to the bench or he's been hurt. And if he's been hurt, it's probably because he's been taking hits all, all game long. And if he's been taking hits all game long, I don't think things are going very well. It's not going to be a good deal. But hey, listen. Reed Sinet comes in there and manages to lead the Dolphins to victory. Las Vegas will no longer be Las Vegas. It'll no longer be Sin City. It'll be Sinet City. <laughs> it was right there. It was yeah. right there. No? Unacceptable? I mean, I mean I've said worse. Yeah. I mean, on, it might just need time show. to grow. I mean, that was kind of the reaction that you gave me when I said Jordan one yard, and that's that's survived for over that's a year. That's true. Well, I mean, listen, Sinet City isn't maybe quite as good as Sinet Sinati, but, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We'll we'll see what happens on this one. All right, prediction time, Brain. What do you got? Dolphins at Raiders Sunday. I, I've gone back and forth on this. I mean, when the schedule came out, uh, I had this as a win. I, it wasn't an easy one to pick, but I had this as a, as a game that the Dolphins would win. But after last week, and even more important than, than the way the Dolphins have played, the Raiders have played really well. And, uh, it, it seems, it would seem foolish to me. I mean, f- based on what we've seen, it would, I would feel like a homer if I'm picking the Dolphins to win this game. Uh, and so, you know, the same way that I can't pick Miami to to beat Buffalo or Baltimore until I see that they can do it, I can't pick Miami to win a road game against a 2-0 and team that's great at getting after the quarterback until we show that we can protect the quarterback. So uh, I'm picking the Raiders to win this game, but I think this one is going to be close. I don't think the Raiders are as good as they've as they've started the season I don't think their defense is good let me let me say that I don't think the Raiders defense is as good as they've played through the first two games of the season and I don't think that the Dolphins are nearly as bad as they played last week that said we got a backup quarterback we're going on the road the Raiders remember the way that we lost that game or the way that they lost that game to to Miami last year this is a this is a big game and this is a big game not just for the Dolphins this is a big game for the AFC playoff picture because when you take a look look the Raiders I'm sure they have designs on winning the AFC West but let's be real Kansas City is going to win the AFC West and the Denver Broncos are 2-0 and the Raiders are 2-0 and uh you know the Dolphins have right now I, as crazy as it sounds, because the Dolphins looked so poor last week, obviously the Dolphins have aspirations to make the playoffs as well. So this is going to go a long way. You know, at, at the end of the season, these two teams might be jostling for the final wild card spot, and it might just come down to head to head. So this is a big game. Big and game. the Raiders know it. The Dolphins know it. I think it's going to be close. But I think the Raiders do it. I think the Raiders pull it out a close one. 
Uh, I'm saying the Raiders win this one 20 to 17. Yeah, I see it similarly to this. I see the Dolphins offense improving, but not improving a great deal. So I see them moving the ball in fits and starts. I also see Brian Flores learning from some of the mistakes of going for it. Uh, when you need to just get points on the board. So I see the Dolphins kicking a lot of field goals in this game. But And just like you, I had this as a win for the Dolphins originally. But right now, I just can't do it. Cannot do it. I, I need to, I need this team to show me. I mean, they really... They, so far, this team has shown us two drives where the offense was really firing on all cylinders this season. And I need to see more of that. And listen, Jacoby Brissett is in the game. He's had a, he's had a week to prepare, which obviously isn't a lot of time. But, you know, he, this is a guy who's been a backup for most of his career. I, I think he's going to be able to step right up and, and prove that he's doing it. Listen, he says to himself he doesn't view himself as a backup quarterback. He views himself as a quarterback. All right, sir, go in there and lead this team and, and let's play some football. But I think the Dolphins are going to have some drive stall out. And uh, I think they're going to I think they're going to fall a little bit short. I, I see the Raiders winning this one by a score of 24 to 19. And that is going to bring us to the end of this episode of the same old dolphin show. We will be back with another episode uh, early next week, recapping it and letting you know how we feel, whether we're responding to a big dolphins road win or another dolphins loss, whatever happens, we will be here to talk about it here on the same old dolphin show, part of the dolphins talk.com podcast network. Make sure you're visiting dolphins talk.com each and every day for all the latest Miami dolphins news and information. And as we mentioned earlier, make sure you're following me at amplified to rock, follow the brain at Aaron, the brain, follow the show at same old dolphins, go to facebook.com slash same old dolphins give us a like over there as well and don't forget to download rate review and subscribe to the show on apple podcast spotify stitcher everywhere you get your podcast we greatly appreciate you leaving us a five-star rating and a and a positive review and subscribe to the dolphins talk youtube channel turn on the notifications so you're notified every time we go live we appreciate that very very much brain any parting words for the people before we take off Look, if if the offensive line does not, if the team does not play better and we get our doors blown in by the Raiders, uh there the the chatter is only going to get louder to 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 make some changes not just on the offensive line, not just at quarterback, but in the front office. Uh the seat is getting warmer and warmer every week. This team desperately needs a win to kind of cool things down and get things back to an even keel because things could spiral very very quickly. Um so I'm hopeful I I I think this is a winnable game, but again, show me. The Dolphins need they need to show me. You can't come out get blown out 35 to nothing, uh, play the way that they did last week, and then earn the benefit of the doubt uh, to, for us to say, oh, things will get better. No, you got to show us things will get better, and then, you know, we can calm down, and then we can start talking about playoff. Playoffs? Yeah, let's, we, I think it's... I just hope we can win a game. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's, I think, what all of us want to see as well. A lot of people really skeptical about this team right now and the rebuilding effort and all of that. You know, a lot of talk about has this rebuild been completely botched? And, you know, sort of like I said earlier, there's not a lot of evidence right now that Tua 
isn't injury prone. There's also not a lot of evidence at the moment that this isn't a rebuild that is being botched. Not to say that it is, but as of as of now, the evidence is certainly pointing one particular direction. If you're looking at into if you're looking at overall play, obviously the Dolphins were 10 and 6 last year. That's pretty good. Are the Dolphins a victim of their own success? Perhaps, but there are expectations now. And if the team doesn't live up to those expectations, it's a significant issue, particularly when you're talking about this offensive line and all that has been invested there. So if the Dolphins want to right the ship, if they can right the ship. It's a big weekend this weekend because if they can turn it around, they may be able to help slow down some of the narratives that are uh, already forming out there in the Dolphin fan base. Listen, all of us want this team to succeed. It's what all of us want. It's what all of us are here for. It's just hard to believe sometimes that they're going to, particularly after the egg they laid in week two. But we're going to go forward. We're going to lean into week three. We're going to hope for the very, very best. And then we will be back to talk about it on Monday evening live on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. So, for Aaron the Brain, this is Amplified to Rock. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got Dolphins, the greatest of all teams. We take the ball from